So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. It is 2022. If you guys have been following the show, we've been on this little kick lately. And what we've been chatting about mainly has been um, running your business as a business, not being a salesperson, just chasing your next check. And unfortunately, in the real estate space, whether you're a lender, an investor, or real estate broker, um, that's just what happens. Um, you have to realize that you're running an entrepreneurial business and you are the business, you are the brand. And that means you're running a damn business. If not, you're just a salesperson. So what we're going to do today is because it's the beginning of the year and because it's 2022, we're going to talk about how entrepreneurs really run their business. They spend more time setting up systems and things in their business so they can work on their business and not in it. So if you feel like you're just being ran around by clients, you don't have enough time in a day, this episode is going to be for you. He has... Um, he's in charge of the book, Work the System. Um, this dude knows what he's doing. And without further ado, we're going to let him tell you um, all about it. Uh, Josh Fonger, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Josh, and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. We'll get right into this interview. Sounds great. Glad to be here. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, Josh Fonger. And those, I don't know if you guys have this on video or not, but I'm holding up a book called Work the System. Uh, what I do is take the methodology in that book and uh, help business owners, entrepreneurs uh, fix their lives, fix their businesses by getting control over their systems. And ultimately that allows them to uh, make more and work less, which is what most entrepreneurs would like to do. And uh, we kind of free up their, their mind space as well. So um, in, the, in, term in the real estate industry, we all get into this business because we think we're gonna work less and control our hours, but fucking nothing is further from the truth. You get in the business and if you get busy, you have no life and it's a major problem um, within it. So um, I think everyone here is going to really appreciate what you have to say. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that, that's great. Uh, yeah, I've worked with a lot of folks in, in real estate, whether it's uh, investors or realtors or developers or home flippers or you name it. Um, anyone who's doing any kind of work ultimately has things that they do every day, every week, every month. And uh, our whole goal is to help them see the separate pieces that make up their lives and then realize those can be made from organic, which means you're just doing it by the seat of your pants. Yep. You're just reacting uh, to mechanical. You can mechanize those things. And um, it starts with a shift of the way you see your work. But then once you see your work differently, um, you can start to take those separate pieces and, and, and get some help along the way. I'm sure a lot of people on your, uh, who listen to this have um, some assistants or some part-timers, people that they, that they use, and how to really expand that help and duplicate what you do and ultimately um it's gonna allow you to you know, buy more houses sell more houses do do more of what you're already doing you're just gonna be able to uh, expand that but so many of us are control freaks i'm guilty of this like i'm the guilty i'm your ideal client um the um you know no one can do it as good as i can um or, and honestly, I've, I've been, you guys, I've been going through this shit for the last three years. No BS. Like I've had a road from hell building these businesses and um, I've lost family time. Um, I've suffered time with my wife, um, no doubt. And I have no problem sharing that with you guys, but I've also learned a lot about business throughout this last three to four years of my transformation out here to San Diego. 
And um, what I've learned a lot is what my business partners have taught me in working on the business. I'm an operator. I'm not a business owner. That's one realization I came to this year. It's very hard to go from operator to business owner. By, by mindset, I'm just an operator. I like being in the fucking grind. I like getting in the trenches. And I'm a control freak. I don't like giving up stuff because I don't know if anyone could do it quite as well as me. And I think a lot of people that are entrepreneurial are in that position, um, which is what real estate agents and lenders are. So how do you, um, I, is, is it fair to say that's the first step? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely is the first step is to, is to realize where you are. You are a self-employed operator, right? And some people, they like to stay in that, that phase and that's fine just to stay in that phase, but you're, you're going to, um, hit a wall, right? We call it the, yep. the plateau and whatever that plateau is, maybe that's making, I don't know, hundred grand a year, 200 grand a year, whatever that plateau is. Um, you're going to be able to raise the plateau a little bit if you work more hours and your plateau is going to go down if you work less hours, but you're just going to hover there. We call it a yo-yo business. Basically you're going to be there. And if you get sick or you have family issues, it's going to go down. And then if you, you know, have less responsibilities at home, you're going to go up, but you're, you're, you're not really going to go anywhere at the end of your life, what you've built will just be a job and you can't sell it. You can't um, expand it. And uh, some people are, are fine with that. And if, if that's you, then, you know, what we're going to talk about the rest of today, maybe it won't be that helpful. But uh, for those who want to go beyond that, there is a way and it is a different way of working. You are right on the money um, with that. Um, again, I'll use myself um, as an example here, you guys, is that you will hit a plateau. You can only do so much. You won't grow your business by yourself. There is no I in team and no I gets to the next level. Like, and we're talking about running a business, like not just being the average agent. You great. You sell fucking 50 houses a year. Congratulations. I'm talking about selling 150 houses a year, 300 houses a year, becoming literally local celebrity, building a brand in your market that requires business. And there's no way that anyone in the top ranks right now, regardless of what profession you're in, does this without what I think you're about to share with us. Um, at least the vast majority, unless you're freaking Superman. But let's be honest, we're, we're human beings. Uh, we have feelings, we have <laughs> needs and whatnot, and it's very difficult. Um, let's start off with how you sort of walk us through uh, how we work the system here, um, sure. if you will. And um, let's start off with that. Like, um, how do you, and I'm just going to act like I'm a client. So how do you, uh, and I, I feel like this is a question, but how do you know what to give up and what not to give up? This is something I personally struggled with because ultimately the biggest thing is you've got your business, you're running, there's a million things going on. You're the CEO, CFO, accountant, CPA, you name it. You're wearing every hat. Where does it make sense? I think one of the hardest things people has is I have to pay someone for that. What do they decide and how do you help people overcome that? Because that's the control factor, I think, is just was hard for me, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, I think that's a really important step. There's usually a few steps before that. Sure. And, sure. And, and, and the reason why is to hand off. So whatever you're doing right now and entrepreneurial people, especially in real estate, there's a lot of ways to make money in real estate. Um, but people who are entrepreneurial in that space, they they there's so much in their head and in their instincts and in their experience that they know how to. You know, make uh, success out of all sorts of random situations. And so they, they've lived that for so many years that yeah, to hand over what you're doing right now or even pieces of it, the next person you hand it over to is it's going to drop a ball. They're going to screw it up. They're, they're going to miss the context. They're going to miss the opportunity. They're going to, to botch it. And so even before you can start handing things off is you need to do 
you know, sit, sit alone for a minute and really think, okay, of, of the 10 different ways I make money in real estate, what is the piece that is the most scalable, that is the most efficient, that is the most simple, that really I could build a team around and that could be duplicated? Because maybe it's not everything that you do, but there's probably certain pieces. And that's the part that you want to really think through and make a business out of. And we call you know, the document that you write a strategic objective, because if you, if you do that, then you know, okay, there's, again, a lot of ways to make money in real estate, but the business I want to build is going to be, yeah, I don't know, flipping houses that are in the, you know, starter houses that are under $300,000 a year. Of course, that, that wouldn't be much in San Diego, but, you know, whatever, whatever the range is. <laughs> Get a parking and, space. Yeah. And so you, 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 pick, you, you pick exactly the kind of housing type, you pick the exact area, you pick the exact buying type, you pick the exact, you know, all the different pieces. And you really simplify it, say, okay, this, this buying group, this product, this way, you know, marketing this way. And like, this is the, the plan. And then, and then you can start bringing people on because most people want to do a good job. They just don't know how to, they don't know what a good job looks like. And they don't come with 20 years experience. It's not their business. They, they're not that dedicated. And so you, you have to say, Hey, it's a very simple thing. I need you to move this from point A to point B. I need you to, to uh, pound a, a a real estate sign in the grass. Can you do that? Can you dig the hole and put that in there? And yeah, someone can do that. And so the more you first have a simple strategy, then you can have simple processes and then you can bring in people to do simple things. And if those people come and go, which they do, then you can bring someone else on to do the same thing because you've, you've mechanized and simplified the pieces of your business and allow yourself to do the things that are more gray area decision-making, more complex. There's a lot of nuance. There's those are the areas you want to stay in, but you want that, that piece of your business to shrink, right? So right now, most uh, entrepreneurial real estate folks, everything is gray, everything has context, everything has nuance, but you want that part of your life to shrink over time. The more that can shrink, the more your business that's scalable can, can grow. And that's ultimately what you, what you want to do. Um, I was thinking of a client that I had uh, years ago, actually in Guam. So we do coaching and consulting and they buy our products and, and one of them was a realtor, right? And so she was a realtor in Guam and she focused on selling houses in the whole island of Guam. I'd never been there before. But uh, then she realized that her key buying type was people in the, the military. People were coming there, you know, to be there for a few years and they were leave sense. a few years later. And like, this was her core thing. And then she realized that there was a certain kind of house that they wanted. And then she realized that they were mainly buying houses or searching for houses um, out of state or out of country. Like they were somewhere else looking. And so she said, you know what? I'm just going to do social media posts specific to this kind of buying group. And she just became the face, the brand. She's very bubbly. And then she had her agents. Uh, she built up a team of agents who just did this one type of house for this one type of buyer who had this one type of situation where they'd be there for a while and they would leave and they, they had, you know, a spouse and one kid or whatever that might be kind of in that, that, that life range. And um, that was a business, very simple, build a team around it and um, didn't have to do all of the real estate, commercial, industrial, you know, every other kind of real estate, you know, storage, rentals, re renovations. She just did yeah. her thing. And that's what allowed it to be simple, profitable, easy, and ultimately more, more fun because she could do what she liked to do, which was to kind of be out there and be the, the face, but not actually handling the client work or the paperwork or the, as you know, the headaches that go into it. It's uh, one of the 
one of the favorite books I've read in the last few years has been the one thing by Gary Keller. Um, and he talks a lot about that, like, um, pick out one thing you do well. So let's put this in the context for a couple of the uh, agents out there, or even a, let's say your mortgage broker, um, be really good at FHA loans. <clears throat> and I, I agree with this. I believe that when you're really good in your niche or your niche, however the fuck you want to say it, I think that is when you actually sell more and do more. I think when you, the problem I think you have in real estate, cause you're right, you're saying you're hitting on the dot, you guys, this is really good. You might want to play this back, but what he's saying is that when you try to resonate and you become the jack of all trades, you master zero. And when that occurs, um, you end up losing other opportunities than if you were just to narrow down on a niche. So let's play this through on a couple different aspects. Why do real estate investors never have a listing problem? Like in any market, like real estate investors are always flipping houses, but then you have in this market right now where inventory is very tight, regardless of where you're at in the country, you can't get a real estate agent, can't get a listing if they bought one. But these investors are picking up properties for pennies on the dollar easily. It's because they do one thing very successfully. They focus on motivated sellers, distressed assets, and they put their cash offer in front of them over and over and over again until someone raises their hands and therefore they eventually find a property to buy. So what is that for you, you guys? Realtors go out there and then they buy leads over here. Then they go out and buy a, a software they never use. Then they go out and invest in some coaching system they never take the lessons to. And then they go out over here and then they go do this. And this is every freaking, you guys are a bunch of squirrels is what the problem is. We're all high D personalities. <laughs> Look at me, I'm like one of the worst of it. But um, how often you see that? Is that pretty common? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and I think that people who are in sales, uh, like realtors, um, it's even more common. The more you're in a sales environment, especially face-to-face -face sales, um, the skill sets that you need to be really successful at making connection and making these deals happen is, is like the opposite skill set that you need to, to build a, a business. <laughs> to, build, to build a business, you have to be with someone who can just sit quietly and see the separate pieces and you know, document their systems and be more of a you know, behind-the-scenes engineer than um, somebody who's really good um, on the spot. And I think that that's hard. And if, if you don't, if that's not your personality type, then you can know that, but still know that's a key part of your business that you're lacking. And so maybe you need to bring on someone who's an operations manager, um, but they wouldn't have to be full-time to begin with. They, they could help you with the operations. Uh, they could help you get those pieces dialed in. They could help you uh, line up a sequence for you because, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people in sales and that, that's just not their, their way of living, but they know they want it. And I don't, I don't say don't, don't become something you're not. Just understand the importance of it and try to bring someone on. You, know, you make a few more sales and then use that money to invest in your business. If you're not going to invest your time, at least invest your money in your business. And um, don't invest in coaching yourself to be something that you're not. Um, I think that's because uh, I've, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried with a lot of people you know, to make them into that kind of a project engineer. And uh, they hear it, they think about it, they like it, but they don't do it. And uh, I've gotten more to the point where, well, you know what, if it's really not you, then find somebody who is like that, who really likes to cross the T's and dots the I's. They really like to, to build these separate systems and bring them on board. And um, oftentimes you don't have to pay those people very much. I mean, they, they, they really like to be behind the scenes and, and, and help you put those pieces together. And then you're going to find that, um, again, scalability happens then. So basically list all the stuff you hate or you're not good at that you have to do to get by with your business. 
make a list of that, outsource it, figure out how to outsource it, whether it's a VA or maybe you hire someone in-house, you hire what we call slash, someone who could do a little bit of everything. Um, but um, that's what we're saying here, yeah? Uh, yeah, well, but again, the first thing is, we call it, um, so there's different methodologies. And the first step to ours is a systems mindset, the mindset shift, the strategic objective, operating principles, general operating principles. And then after that, yeah, just like you said, it, it's breaking apart your business. And in terms of what I, what I do with business owners is I help them uh, first see what, what they're doing. And so it's pretty tedious, but actually writing down every single thing you do throughout the day and do that for three days. And you're going to see most of what you do is pretty remedial work. Most of what you do wouldn't have to happen. Maybe you're driving out to properties to take pictures. Maybe you're, you know, I, I don't know, listing things online where someone else could list it. Maybe you're doing various things that you wouldn't really have to do. And, and uh, once you have that list, then it's about who can either do this or does it need to happen at all? So automating it, delegating it, deleting it. Oftentimes, a lot of what people are doing doesn't even need to happen at all or it's the wrong thing. They're, they're putting something that would be really great once their business was in order, but they just need to put some things in order first. And so, you know, stop doing that thing for six months and just build a few um, infrastructure elements first. And I think you put a good, good point out there in terms of the people you bring on board. In some cases, you want just an expert to do a thing. Like I have a bookkeeper who just, you know, does my books. Yeah. She doesn't right. do 10 different things. So she sends out invoices, she does the books, she prepares her things, gives her my account, my account just does taxes. That's the one thing that they do. So there are some, you know, I've got a guy who does video editing. He just does video editing. He's great at video editing. I'm not going to have him also do sales calls. Like he just does the one thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, so you want to have some of those, um, you know, hired guns on your team, especially as you're, you're growing. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a specialization and then there's going to be the nuanced stuff that's like must do, but someone can take care of a lot of the stuff, especially transactionally in the transactional business. Yep. Um, yeah, and did you guys just hear what he said? He's just said, if you need to outsource your video editing, that's exactly what we do, you guys. That means if you need to script, edit, and distribute your videos, you contact the real estate marketing dude because that is a non money making activity. Anyways, I had to take that plug real quick. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to unpack there. All right, um, I go through, I figure out what I'm doing because it is also... It, um, if you're running a business, you're good at something. Like if you're at this stage, right? So identifying what that is and what cannot be duplicatable was one of the things I figured out early on. I'm like, what can I do that no one else might that I can't hire out? Right? Uh, for realtor, a lot of that's going to be the FaceTime, the one-on-one. -on -one. Go in there and close the damn appointment. You don't need to be the one to show up and take the damn photos with the photographer. That's a waste of time. You don't need to be the one putting up the lockbox. That's a complete waste of time. Um, if you're a lender, you don't need to be the one taking in the paperwork that's a complete waste of time. You need to get them on the phone, get your pretty face in front of them, make them feel secure, and then hire out all those tedious uh, type of tasks. And yeah, what does that mean? You have more time to create content, more time to spend with your family, more time to, I don't know, do whatever the hell you want. Go on fucking vacation. Who cares? Um, live life. But it makes a lot of sense. I'm living it right now. Everything that he's saying is right on you guys. And I've made the shift in like literally 12 months 12 to 18 months i would say doesn't happen overnight though does it no it doesn't it uh that's why we like get people to write some things down so that they can hold themselves accountable to actually sticking with the plan they came up with because um as you know there's always that next deal that comes in the door and it takes you off track and you're like well i've been really focused on this this housing type but then 
you know, this multi multifamily, you know, unit came in. So I'm going to, you know, spend my, spend my wheels with this for the next two months. And so you have to really be eventually disciplined to stay in that line. And the other piece about really doing what you're really good at, Mike, is eventually you become so good at it that you can start charging premium prices. You can start to really raise the, the rate at what you, you are personally worth at doing what you do because you don't do a hundred things. You just do like three things. And yes. so, uh, you know, and that, it depends on different industries. I don't really know how much of a, a premium you can put on your, your pricing in, in real estate, but I think quite a bit. Um, okay. I'll, let's play it out. I'll give you two different examples. Um, well, you live in Hawaii, right? Yeah. What's the town you live in? The city again? Uh, I live in Kaloa. So uh, Kauai is the island. Yeah. So Kauai is the island, but Hawaii is a bunch of different islands. So there's a difference yep. between a Hawaii real estate agent and then one that specializes just on that island. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Like the one who's just on that island is going to demand a higher rate than the one that's not there. And the thing that I think too in real estate is that we often been like, oh my God, people often don't care as much about price as I think we put an emphasis on. And I think that goes for any business. There's a reason why Ritz Carlton exists in a, in a Holiday Inn. It's just based upon the experience. There's going to be a market for both, um, mm -hmm. you guys. And you have to realize that. It's one of the biggest questions when a realtor, what's happening in the industry right now is there's a lot of, uh, we call it commission compression. There's a lot of outside forces um, trying to remove the commissions. There's a lot of outside forces trying to remove realtors from the equation. Um, do a travel agent reboot, if you will. But, um, and that's where a lot of this uh, in the industry is a lot of agents having to do things differently, having to reposition themselves, having to rebrand themselves. And um, it's what you're saying is right on because I, I the whole message of this show, you guys, is you guys got to own one. You got, you got to do one thing with your personal brand very, very well. Right. Yeah, totally. And I, and, um, and as you probably know from talking to me, um, I work with a lot of industries, hundreds of them. So I don't know much about real estate, but I know that I had a client um, years ago who uh, owned a, a fleet of taxis, right? He was in the taxi industry. This is like maybe eight years ago, nine years ago. And we all know what's, what's happened to that industry, right? With uh, Uber and Lyft and yeah. all that other stuff. And at the time, you know, everyone kind of wore his, his fleet, the different, different colored cars, different uh, clothing that his drivers wore. They would say different things. The brand wasn't really tight. They had some repeat clients. They had some private clients. They had some, you know, high end, low end, you know, we'll be at the airport, they, all the different things. And I said, you know, you can see what's coming with technology and what, what's happening. And, and you're really going to have to be, you know, clear in what your brand is. I mean, and we came up with this whole plan, which was going to be, you know, really higher end cars. It was going to be private clients. It was going to be clients who wanted consistency. They wanted to get to know you. They were going to be your, your, your personal drivers and yep. really just focus on that. Don't, don't be the generic um, Uber and Lyft were just coming up then. And, um, you know, he just didn't, he just didn't go, didn't go for it. He said, well, you know, I'm going to miss out on the airport. I'm going to miss out on this. I'm going to miss out on that. And my drivers don't want to all wear a uniform and they don't all want to be consistent. You know, so, um, the people didn't want to be consistent on his team, and therefore he just diluted. I never heard from the guy again. I'm I'm sure he's out of the business. He's probably probably he's probably an Uber driver right now, and uh, I think that's like you said, it's probably happening exactly the same in, in real estate. Not that I follow it closely, but um, if all of the low end people who want the cheapest, people who want who are fine using an app or using a website to find their own house, and they're really trying to cut the commission down. Um, I will be trying to be at the highest and, you know, very specific, very custom, very unique, you know, know, know your market, know your niche, know your, um, 
what you're the best at in the world in terms of helping in this particular industry and then charge a premium and don't be ashamed about it. Be like, yeah, I, I help people find uh, houses that have Olympic sized swimming pools that are near the ocean or whatever. And that's what I do. If you want an Olympic sized swimming pool, but I know where all of them are and uh, it costs an extra 10 grand. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that, here's the hardest part of that yeah. is that when you do make the shift guys, and this is what happens. And the hardest part about making it is that there will be an opportunity that doesn't fit your new narrative that you have to turn down. It'll be a short-term loss for a long-term game though. You have to realize that. Yep. And just like the scenario here would be like, okay, let's just say I'm in San Diego. I only focus on coastal properties. So that means I'm West of the five. If you know the market or the area, you know what that is. I'd focus just on West of the five, but let's just say I get a listing 20 miles inland. I got to say no to that listing is what we're saying. While I build my brand going West of the five, because over the long term, if you play your cards right and you fully commit, you'll win out. But in the short term, you might lose out on that little than that one deal that you just took inland. So you have to discuss and figure out what that is for you um, and be willing to do it. Yeah. It's the hardest part. There's, there's two things you also want to think about with that. And I, I totally agree with you, Mike. One of them is if you're consistently getting work that's outside the bubble you've defined, Find other partners, friends, referrals that you can send out and get paid something for. You know, like I used to this kind of work, but I don't anymore. I give it to, I give it to Rick. Okay, at least I'm going to get a thousand bucks or whatever. I'm going to get some fee, but I can keep my head straight. That's one way to do it. And the other way to do it, and this is what I, I do as a, as a consultant, is I, I do one thing. I help people, you know, shift from being, you know, self-employed business owners to being true business owners. I kind of make, help them make that shift using a methodology. But if somebody comes to me and says, Josh, I love your podcast. I love, I want to work with you. Um, I mean, I'm working on this you know, startup and we're doing whatever, you know, can you work with me? I, and I'm really intrigued by it. I will just raise my fees dramatically. And I'll say, you know what? It's going to be $10,000 a day. I'm just throwing a number out there. Uh, but I'm happy to work with you. Just $10,000 a day. And if he's like, sounds great, let's do it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, so, so it, it's more of a, you're not saying no to the opportunities, but you're just raising your rates because it takes you off of your key business. And I think that helps people during the transition period as well, is they're not saying no, they're just saying, you know, my time is worth this. It's going to be a distraction. It's going to take me off course. I'm going to put a high dollar fee onto that. If it happens, I'll do it. But if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with that too. I, I did that with a, a speaking event. I don't, I don't do keynote speaking. If you're watching this, you probably know I'm not that dynamic of a person. And so I, you know, this person's like, hey, I want you to speak at my annual event. It's going to be so important. And I'm like, well, I don't really do that. It's not part of our business plan. That's not really, doesn't perfect, allow me to scale. Perfect example. Like yeah. you would, most people would be like, oh, I speak in a keynote I'm in, but you're like so disciplined that you know your lane. Yeah. And it, it's not scalable. It's not going to be, I can't use my team to do it. I've got to travel all this. Stuff. And I was like, well, <laughs> I can't use my team to give a keynote for me. That's funny. So it's a, uh, so I said, okay, so how long is it? It's good. It's an hour. So it's, $5,000. Okay. Yeah. Said, she said, sounds good. You know, and it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll, you know, do my standard, my standard stick for five grand and, and that'll I'll, call it be horrible, call it a day, yeah. but, but it's not something I want to do uh, every day, but then I can take that money and invest it into things that are scalable that don't require me to be here. And so yep. that's, that's, the, I think a mentality that you want to have, but like you said, it doesn't happen in a day. You have to be disciplined. I'm personally not disciplined. I mean, I, I, that's something that I was just talking to, you know, Sam, the author of the book, is that that's 2022. Be more disciplined. <laughs> that's, and entrepreneurs have a hard time with that. 
Yeah, no, no doubt. Well, this has been awesome. Um, closing notes, closing thoughts, guys. Um, the one thing that you have to own in the real estate business is your network, your database, anyone who you know, basically your Facebook list, because 88% of business is going to come from the people that are just around you. That's either know you, personally met you, they referred to you, or you have worked with them in the past. That's where business comes from in real estate. So if you're going to own one thing, own your damn database, own your social media accounts, and make sure every single person you know knows what the hell you do. And if you need help doing that, we would love to help you script, edit, and distribute your video content. Josh, why don't you go ahead and tell people how they can find you. Uh, read the book, check out his stuff, you guys. It's been, um, this is, well, we always talk about making money and all the glamorous shit of real estate, buying nice cars and all of that. You don't get there unless you do this first. So look this guy up and uh, Josh, go ahead and tell them how they can find you. Sure, yeah, go to WTSenterprises.com and there uh, you can get a copy of the book, the book summary. So if you don't want to read the whole book, which I recommend, uh, you get the book summary there for free, other business resources. And all we do is help people like you scale their business with, with this methodology. So coaching, consulting, done for you services. And if you want something else, maybe you want to shift your business. Um, I train consultants. So I train and certify consultants in this method because I can't do all the work and there's tons of work out there. So if you ever want to make a career change and be a consultant, let me know. And uh, happy to talk about that. Love it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Like I said before, if you need help building your personal brand and you want to do it with video, the only time it doesn't work is when people don't like you, but that's nothing we can help you with. So, uh, but if you do need help scripting, editing, and doing all those non-money-making activities we just chatted about, quit thinking about it and get on the computer or on your phone and schedule a demo with the Real Estate Marketing Dude right now. Appreciate you guys. Follow us on social. Keep leaving the remarks, keep leaving the comments and the reviews. We love you. See you guys next week. Peace out. Bye. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.